Today's one-on-one with Mike focuses on arguably the most dysfunctional or lacking element that I see when I'm assessing people in person and writing conditioning programs. And that all focuses on breathing. Now, today's episode is highly practical. We discuss some of the benefits of nasal breathing and three ways that you can implement nasal breathing in your life from a health perspective, a functional perspective, a performance perspective, and not just experience small positive changes, very likely experience noticeable large changes in how you think, how you feel, how you perform. And let me just finish by saying this episode is not intended to give any medical advice. So please use your own discretion and common sense if you employ any of the principles or modalities that I share here. Now let's get into the show. Lately, I've been writing a lot of workout programs. Now, whether that's been for myself, my wife, specific clients, I'm also designing the Bulgarian Bag at Home program. I've also got a few athletes competing in the Bulgarian Bag Championships in September. And so I've been steeped in program design. Now, as I've been writing programs, there's been something that is so apparent to me and it shows up in every single program that I write. And it is one of the biggest either missing elements or the biggest areas of dysfunction uh, and where there's lack in people's performance and their health. And it involves one key foundation principle. Now, the foundation principles, I'm sure I'm going to share them right now. I'm sure you've heard of them and familiar with them. Uh, Paul Check coins them the six foundation principles to health, uh, but these are also, for me, health being the foundation for high performance. These affect to all people. And if any one of these things are out of balance or we're not focusing on them, we will notice some negative effect either in the immediate short term or in the long term once we've zapped our energy reserves uh, in the immediate time period. So the six foundation principles, number one is our thoughts and emotion. Number two is breathing. Three is hydration. Four is food and nutrition. Five is sleep. And six is movement, which is the balance of working in and working out. Now, there are other foundations, whether it's community or things like sunlight, but those six are really, for me, the core to health and performance. And the one that I tend to see, by and large, in every single person I assess, 99.99999% of the time that there is some dysfunction, some imbalance that when we adjust, when we focus on and dive into, I haven't seen one person not have some noticeable, no BS positive effect in either their performance, their work capacity, their mindset and mental clarity, their emotional well-being, how they can manage life, And that all centers around breathing. Now, in this episode, I'm going to give you three of the ways that I give every single client and I focus on in myself, in my family, three areas to employ a specific style of breathing uh, that is going to be sound very intuitive, but it's very powerful because so few of us actually focus on it that There are a few things that I will guarantee a positive result. And if you do what I'm saying here, I would be shocked in as little as one week. But if you do this for 30 days, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I have, uh, I don't want to say I've not, yeah, I've not been proven wrong yet on this if you give it an honest try. And that all focuses on nasal breathing. Now, why nasal breathing? Well, first and foremost, when you look at breathing, so many of us consciously and unconsciously 
primarily breathed in and out through the mouth. Now, the mouth essentially was not designed for breathing. The mouth was designed for talking, communication, for eating, for drinking. But the nose and the nasal cavity, that was was what is designed for breathing. If you look at the nasal cavity, it's freaking huge. It goes into like the center of the head and it is directly connected to the nervous system. When we breathe through our nose, the air that comes in gets filtered, gets humidified, gets warmed before it reaches the lungs. Also, when you breathe in and out through the nose, you're going to be more efficiently able to uptake oxygen. And that is directly connected to something called CO2 tolerance. When you breathe in through your nose, your level of CO2 tolerance goes up and therefore the the ability for oxygen to be released from hemoglobin and utilizing the tissues goes way up. Also, we have to think about nitric oxide. So when you breathe in and out through your nose, it increases the production of nitric oxide, which is a vasodilator. It helps with blood flow and oxygen delivery to the various tissues and organs. Also, when you breathe in and out through your nose, you're going to have improved ventilation of the lungs. So imagine right now, if you were to breathe in through your mouth, I imagine if you're like me, my chest rose first. But now, if you breathe in and out through your nose, first off, did you notice how much more just inherent restriction there is when you breathe in through your nose and essentially how much quote unquote more work there is when you breathe in through your mouth there is no restriction but when you breathe through your nose immediately the first thing i noticed was that restriction but also how i was able to breathe deeper into the base of my belly and now when you do so you're going to exercise and open up and breathe into more of the lower lobes of the lungs as opposed to keeping it so high so much in the chest mouth breathing is a associated with more of the flight or fight response, activating the sympathetic nervous system. Nasal breathing is going to be more associated with activating the parasympathetic nervous system, the part of the nervous system responsible for rest, repair, digest, keeping us calm, cool, collected. Also, inside the nose, we have parasympathetic nerve endings. So every single time that you breathe in and out through the nose, you're going to be exciting that part of the nervous system. Now, that's also very important if you want to be a competitive athlete at any level. I mean, I remember when I was competing in kettlebell sport, I wasn't, I wasn't nearly as uh, studied or into nasal breathing at that point, but I just knew intuitively that the longer during a tough or a competition set, the longer that I could breathe in, in and out through my nose and maintain that, I felt more calm. I felt more collected. I felt like um, I felt more in the zone or more in the groove. And I would notice when I would switch to my mouth, I would start gassing out. And even I would start panicking, especially in moments of discomfort and distress when things got really hard. And all of a sudden, my gas tank would just boom, just plummet. It was like I was, it was jumping over a cliff. But if I could stay in and out through my nose, I was able to stay with it and stay in that zone and in that groove for so much longer. And we already mentioned this, but in addition, if you're someone suffering from things like anxiety or emotional highs and lows, I can't even tell you how many times I've seen and or experienced a positive effect just getting someone to breathe in and out through their nose. I mean, also, 
how hard is it, for example, if you have a meditation practice or if you've ever tried meditation, sometimes what I've experienced, and I see this all the time in clients, is let's say we sit down to meditate and we're coming off some crazy ass work day or we're coming off a high stress conversation and we know meditation will help. What's damn near impossible to sit down and drop into meditation from coming from like coming from a situation that's, let's just say, so hot. Like you're coming in hot and then you're trying to still everything. That's really challenging. But even if you stop and take a minute, two minutes, three minutes of slow, deep nasal breaths, especially lengthening that exhale, what I've noticed is it provides a massive grounding effect and I'm able to smoothly transition into a much, much deeper meditation practice. Now, the three ways that I'd invite you to try out nasal breathing in your life that by and large in every single person that I've shared this with, I've noticed a positive effect, not just something small, but something legit, something noticeable, especially if you do so religiously, consistently for a minimum of one week. And it's these three areas. The first is when you sleep. I was working with firefighters uh, all throughout the last few years, but if you can imagine a firefighter, they're a shift worker. And so the detriments of sleep loss and the stress that they go under is just massive. And we had sleep studies done on the firefighters and by and large, so many of them were unaware that they were having specific sleep events happening during their sleep. So maybe they were uh, having bouts of sleep apnea. Um, And oftentimes, so many of us think that we're keeping our mouth closed during sleep, but oftentimes it's opening unconsciously. And when we switch to that mouth breathing, once again, we're moving into more of a stress response. And when I first started implementing mouth tape, so yes, if you're not familiar with this, get some tape. They sell mouth tape out there or just like get a first aid kit. Oftentimes those will contain some type of like cloth-based tape. Either tape your entire mouth when you go to sleep or just like a half inch sliver. Tape the center of your mouth. So if you did need to get some air through the sides of your lips, you could do so. Or if you did need to communicate in some way to if you have an intimate partner that you sleep with each night, you can still talk if you needed to say something. And when you do that, it is ma- it is so noticeable. When I first did it, I thought I slept th- with my mouth closed. And then when I started implementing the sleep tape, I mean, I noticed it on night one. I woke up and I was like, let's effing go. My level of mental clarity, my energy levels, it wasn't something small. It was so apparent that I couldn't couldn't look past it. Uh, oftentimes in the in the health fitness industry, whether it's a new training implement or some new supplement, there's so much of this bright and shiny object syndrome, let's say. And breathing is one of those things that is rooted in the foundations of help. I mean, people have been talking about breathing forever, and it is still one of the things that so many of us need to retrain and reestablish a normal, healthy rhythm. And if you can do so when you sleep, if you're sleeping six, seven, eight, nine, ten hours, you're exactly training your body, your nervous system to enjoy all of those benefits, to balance the nervous system, to give you that deeper level of sleep. And remember, there is nothing, 
nothing more anabolic than sleep, nothing more tissue rebuilding, repairing than sleep itself. And if you do so when you tape your mouth at night, this can be a huge, make a huge difference in your health and performance. Now, one side note to that is I, I've had a deviated septum. So I've actually had a structural blockage in my nose that's made nasal breathing difficult. And so sometimes, yes, you do need to go get checked out by an ear, nose, and throat doc. But Or oftentimes, the restriction in the nose, if you notice this, uh, could be due to a food sensitivity or a food allergy or something that you're eating in general. But by and large, even with some of those things, even if you have a food sensitivity that's kind of stuffing up the nose uh, or you have a deviated septum, especially in my case, what I've noticed, it is still possible to condition, to train, and to develop more of this nasal breathing faculty. And I'll give you a few resources that are phenomenal. One is The Oxygen Advantage by Patrick McEwen. The second is called The Breathing Cure, also by Patrick McEwen. There's another fantastic book. It's a very easy read, and it is so interesting. And it is uh, by James Nestor. I forget if it's called Breathe or Breathing, but just look up James Nestor on, on Amazon. It's an audio book as well. Phenomenal. And especially in Patrick McEwen's work, though, there's certain things that you can do, for example, nasal unblocking exercises that can start assisting this process, even if you have some type of restriction. So check out those resources. They can be really, really helpful. And then the second area outside of sleep is during your day-to-day. So if you're not talking, if you're not eating, if you're not drinking, focus on keeping the mouth closed breathing in and out through the nose. And whether you're sitting at your desk doing work or you're just moving around the house, cooking, cleaning, doing things, especially during light movement like that or going for a walk, your respiratory rate's gonna go up. Your heart rate's gonna go up. And so you're gonna really find, uh, you're gonna be establishing a greater level of conditioning by doing nothing else, nothing else, just by keeping your mouth closed and actually moving during the day and learning to manage, uh, again, the increased heart rate, the increased respiratory rate, and staying cool, staying calm, staying collected, and experiencing all the benefits that I discussed earlier. The third area, and this is oftentimes the hardest or maybe the most resistant that I've experienced, especially with people who are very married to their workout programs, And it is during your training, whatever workout you're already doing, don't change that. Don't change the style of training if you like cycling, if you like CrossFit, whatever. But I would invite you to try in whatever workout or training program you're already doing, even if it's just walking outside, see if you can keep your mouth closed. Now, to go one step further, I would invite you to tape your mouth or if that feels awkward and weird, especially if you're like at a commercial gym, just take a sip of water and try to hold that water in your mouth. I love doing that with young kids. Typically, we make a game out of it, but that's one way that doesn't look kind of strange, especially if you're in a gym and you've got like, you don't want to be wearing this this awkward mouth tape, especially if it's like black or something like that. Uh, or some some of them, like I've got, I think I've got even like a yellow one with designs on it. Like I don't want to be wearing that at a gym. But you can just hold water in your mouth uh, or if you want to just keep your mouth closed. But that's going to leave some room for uh, the ability to cheat and sneak some air in, especially when stuff gets tough. But that being said, 
especially in the beginning, what you're going to likely find if you've not done this before is there's going to need to be a time of transition or a time of adaptation because you've got a specific gas tank. You've got a specific way that you're used to training. And oftentimes, especially when we're huffing and puffing and working, we're going to naturally go through our mouth. And so in the beginning, as we're training and or retraining our ability to breathe through our nose and build a deeper well of health and vitality and performance, it's one of those things that I've experienced. Sometimes you've got to go one step back to, in this case, go five steps forward. And so in the beginning, my recommendation would be when you're doing nasal breathing in your workouts, to train at nasal breathing intensity. And what that means is you're going to likely need to modify certain program factors to make up for um, this transition time. And so that could look like uh, reducing volume, so reducing the sets and the reps. It could look like reducing the intensity or the load that you're lifting. Um, but probably the area that I would honestly start is just increasing your rest periods in between sets. I would start there uh, and then you can also decrease your volume. But in the beginning, start there, train and make it a commitment. Challenge yourself to only train at nasal breathing intensity. And if you're doing what I'm saying when you're sleeping, you're taping the mouth during your day-to-day -day, and you start the path of this transition of nasal breathing during your workouts, probably in as little as a week, if you do it diligently, you will have some noticeable effect. And then it might take a few more weeks for your conditioning and your gas tank to kind of um, merge with, with this nasal breathing uh, threshold that you're kind of trying to build in the beginning. But once they start meeting each other, I'm telling you, you are going to have a whole, a whole new level of performance in your gas tank. And you're likely going to notice many other areas of your life, even outside of the gym, that are positively impacted and affected. Now, as it relates to working out, the last thing that I'll share there is in the beginning, because what I've experienced is oftentimes if you've been mouth breathing the majority of your time in your conditioning, and remember in the beginning of this show, I mentioned how the nose is designed to filter, to warm, to humidify the air coming in. If you've been predominantly breathing in and out through the mouth, you haven't trained or conditioned your nose to even filter that much air. And so in the beginning, when you first make this switch, you might notice a lot of snot or you might notice a lot of mucus coming out. And that's because your, your nose is just starting to get used to filtering this much air. There's a lot of shit in our air depending especially on what city you live in. And so it's going to take an adaptation period, but it will happen, especially if you stay diligent and consistent with what I'm saying here. So sometimes, once again, you got to go one step back, but I promise you, it's going to be like five steps forward. Take it gradual, take it slow. And even if you just started taping your mouth at night, um, in some way, shape or form, implementing that, just that, just that, I'm telling you, I'd be so curious to hear your experience. Uh, if you're willing to write me on social media, on Instagram or something like that, just comment, let me know how you're doing. I'd be so curious because this is the one thing, no matter how uh, intricate and complex I can write a program for a client, this is the thing that I keep coming back to that applies to everyone and is oftentimes the biggest missing link in all of the training and conditioning programs that I write. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast on breathing. Um, 
Again, it's just been such a powerful element that I'm so excited to share with you here. And I hope and wish you a beautiful day. Thanks for listening. Be sure to follow the podcast on Apple and leave a review. It means a lot. We all have a path and I'd love to hear how this podcast has inspired you in some way to live yours.